welcome in to Let's Get Salty. It's our first episode. Woo-hoo. We're so excited you're here. Um, we are two born-again Christians who are um, walking out our faith and doing it in a new way. So, Krista, what are we doing? Why are we doing this? Why are we doing this? We are doing it because we have both decided to go all in. You know, I know for me, I kept asking myself, you know, what does fully pursuing God look like? What is fully devoted, being a fully devoted follower look like? So you and I just were talking and we decided let's let's figure this out together. And life wasn't meant to be lived alone. So here we are. We're going to do this together. We're so excited. So if you're listening and you're wondering what and who is this podcast for, um, number one, it's for you. So it's for anybody who's listening. Um, ourselves, we are just two ladies trying to figure out this whole faith thing um, and sharing our journey and our understanding as we read through the Bible, get deep in scripture. Um And just ask those hard questions and then figure out how do we apply that to our life. Yep. So, and I think our goal has been, as we've talked through this, our goal is to avoid being lukewarm Christians. So um, we hope that you will join us each week as we dive into what it means and what it looks like to be all in for Christ. And so in a sugar-coated world, let's be salty. Salty. Yeah. So come on, let's get salty. Um. Real quick, we do want to do a disclaimer. We'll start our episodes with that. Yeah, y'all, we aren't experts or scholars. We aren't here to condemn or judge anybody. We're just, like we said, two born-again Christians reading our Bibles, trying to figure out how to fully pursue God. So if anything we say offends you or stirs something up in you, we recommend getting into the Bible and praying for discernment in your own life. Love it. Yes. Yes. So we are not the authority. We are just figuring it out like everyone else. Um, so why did we start a podcast, right? I think everybody's doing it these days. So there's that. Uh, number two, um, it really started off of us rekindling our friendship and having voice memos. We discovered voice memos because we are two busy mamas um, with Krista with littles, me with bigs well you have big and littles I do (laughs) yeah and we our times do not line up as far as phone calls and Krista is not the best replier on text I am not I the the memes are about me (laughs) yeah unless it's four in the morning you'll get all the texts from Krista at four in the morning that's right um but you you won't hear back from her the whole day and I've learned not to take offense but we started voice memoing because I'm long-winded. I'm Megan. We haven't even said that. Oh, no. Episode one, fail. I'm Megan. That's me. This is my voice. <laughs> and I'm Krista. <laughs> so, um, but I'm more long-winded, I think, sometimes. And so my long text messages, Krista would give me a one-word answer sometimes. And I was like, did, did you read it all? Is that how is that the full extent of your feelings? Yep. And so voice memos became a thing. And um we we navigated that and it worked. Cause I think then it was like at our own pace, our own time, and we could really think about what each other was saying, internalize it, and then reply back and again listen at our own in our own time. Mm-hmm. Uh but I know for me I kept 
feeling like when you would reply to things going on in life, I was like, oh man, that's good. Like I want to share that with people or dang, Krista, you have so much wisdom. And it, you know, I would do a voice memo to you as my best friend, like just when I was falling apart or crying or, you know, even on good days. And so it, it encouraged me every single day. And I was like, I think everyone needs a Krista in their life. Oh man. You know? Oh man. I, I can't tell you how I echo that same uh, feeling towards you because I think we were two different people. Yeah. We live in two different states. Another reason we started yes. the memos. But yes. you bring such a different perspective to the table. You know, I I grew up in the faith. I grew up going to church. And still, I, w- I would get your memos and I would be like, man, you know, she's so wise. She, you know, you you do the research. Like, you are in your Bible. You know the stories. And that's an area that I, I am lacking in. Like, yeah, but, but it didn't start that way because I didn't, I didn't grow up in faith. And so for me, I'm, I'm in that like season of being really hungry, Mm -hmm. like being really hungry for, um, for just the background knowledge and the under, you know, the understanding that comes with being in the word. And so I'm reading it, but unfortunately I'm reading it with a very worldly adult lens. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes I read things, which. I don't really, I shouldn't say it on here. We've talked about what we're not going to (laughs) say. And it's been a very interesting week, so i got to be careful. Um, But when I read things, you know, that I think most people read when they were little, like the stories of David and Goliath and Noah and the ark and, um, you know, the testimonies of the disciples with Christ, I'm reading it with an adult lens because I'm just reading it for the first time, really. You know, Mm -hmm. I didn't grow up in that. So, So I have questions a lot of the time. So I appreciate your wisdom because you've had a long life to ponder it and and internalize it. Yeah. Good deal. So we started with these texting and voice memos and we just decided it was crazy because you had brought up in one of those memos, hey, what I've been thinking about a podcast. The Lord's really laid this on my heart. And I was like, no way. I don't even listen to podcasts and I had thought about a podcast for some reason and I was like yeah. oh that'd be cool if we did a podcast then not kidding you next memo or something it was like Lord's place it on my heart and I was like okay let's go but that was yeah, a year no, ago totally. <laughs> yeah yeah well and that's the thing right it's a year ago because we bought the equipment we did all the things but then then you have a wonderful way of like it's like it's like you have these moments of oh, we should do this. Like, I'm about it. And you get fired up. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, like, reality sets in. Life happens. Um, Life happens, right? And all the lies I think we've been living under for our whole lives um, from, let's just say it, the devil, uh, about how you have nothing of worth, you're not qualified. Like, you know, all those deep-rooted questions. Like, for me, I didn't have a dad at the house growing up. And so I have a lot of issues with self-esteem and worth and that stuff I've had to unpack or unpack, unpack, sorry, got to watch these words um, and walk through. But those, those things started, you know, kind of bubbling up of I, what do I have to share? I don't know anything. I'm, I'm not new in my faith, I guess, but I'm, I still feel like I'm figuring it out because I didn't go to church every Sunday growing up. I didn't have my nose in my Bible. You know, I knew the general things, the general stories, and I knew Christ died for my sins, but I didn't really internalize that or really, 
uh, think much of it until probably 10 years ago. And then even more so, I didn't start really walking with Christ for real, for real. Um, Like, I think I was a lukewarm Christian 10 years ago, but I started really diving deep and committing my life to Christ about four years ago. So, um, okay, I didn't plan this, but I forgot what I was going to say. This is like an ongoing ravel where I forget where I was going. Sorry. I think Sorry, it's common. <laughs> I feel the same way. I told Brandon the other day, I was like, I feel like I'm losing my memory. Like, I just don't remember things. And I don't, yeah. he, uh, he broke it down very manlike. And he was like, look, he was like, you. Oh, Brandon's your husband. We need to say that. Brandon's your husband. Brandon's my husband. He was like, you have so much going on. And he's like, our bodies yeah. will naturally like filter information that we get and decide Mm -hmm. is this important or not oh yeah like just subconsciously we'll do that they dump right they we just dump the things that is overload yeah and it's like when we were younger like what did we have to worry about besides ourselves he's like but now you're older you have a job you have kids you have me you have all these things yeah And and we're living in a world full of distractions like i feel like right now social media and culture like i never i don't remember it being so full, like schedules being so full growing up. Right. And again, single mom life. So I had a single mom. So we didn't do some of the things other kids did. You know, I didn't have coaches for like, I didn't do like individual coaching lessons. I didn't, you know, with, with stuff I, we didn't, we played, you know, YMCA sports. So it wasn't, you know, it wasn't very like packed in that way. I wasn't, you know, I didn't dance my whole life up kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but I just don't remember things being so time consuming like they are now. I feel like now if you want to be on a sports team with a kid, they have to have private coaching. They have to have four day a week lessons mm-hmm. that are two hours long. You know, then all of a sudden you're on a travel team that's gone every week. I mean, it's like never before has it been so busy, right? It's like keep everyone occupied so we don't focus on what's really going on around us, right? Well, yeah. And I think that can tie right into purpose of the podcast for me being born again again rededicating my life to christ after you know fully pursuing the world it was all right i'm dedicated you know now what do i do now like how do i live this out and because it's hard it's it's hard in this world for me you know with all these distractions all of the sports, all of the kids, like, where do you find time for God? What is, what does that look like? And so, yeah, no, and you have to really, which I think the audio, if I just need to say this, if I just got a new mic and so I'm trying to figure out where, where to put my face. So instead of where to put my hands, it's like, where do I put my face? So I keep trying to like put my mouth close to it. So I'm, I know I'm like going crazy with volume. So I'm gonna try to figure it out. I'm gonna sit back and hopefully it's better now. Is it better now, Krista? I think you sound amazing. Oh, you're so kind. Uh, <laughs> okay, anywho, but yeah, no, I, I think the same. I agree. We're just so busy and you're right. It's like, when do we have the time to sit down and really get in the word or do life with people in a genuine way? So I'll, I'll plug uh, the Jenny Allen book that is, well, what is it? Find your, what was it? Find your people. Is that what it is? Talk to you about it. I think that was what it's called. Yeah, Find Your People by Jenny Allen. Um, such a good book, but it, and we'll put, excuse me, we'll put like that in the notes, but uh, it's such a good book because 
it really talks about the importance of fellowship, like true fellowship and doing life in a community with people. And she she touches on that in like small, poor or impoverished communities, how they do life in community setting and they're actually like mentally happier wow than us culturally and it's i think right and which is odd because we have all these luxury items we live a very luxurious life compared to the rest of the world but yet we're not happy and i think it's because of all the distractions you know all the things going on and because we've learned to isolate ourselves and rather than growing together we seem to all be growing apart well, you yeah, know, in comparison. It's, it's easier and, to sit at home and scroll social media and be a keyboard yeah. warrior, right? It's, and then think of social media. Then you've got like all these pictures of people doing life, quote unquote, perfectly. And what is that? And what does that stir up inside of us? I know I'm so guilty of doing it. And I'm like, oh, I want those clothes or, oh, I want, oh, I should get this. I should get that, you know, like, oh, I don't, I don't have that. And that's stuff I've had to battle, you know, of like, it just, it's like competition, which that's not what God intended. God intended us to do life together in fellowship. And so, sorry, rambling, but that goes back to the, the thing about our voice memos that I really cherished is we've been friends for a long time since we were kids, like 12, 13, but I think 12, right? Yeah. 12. I think so. Um, so we, and we've had our ins and outs of, of struggling with, you know, our friendship through just different, you know, being raised differently and life choices, but it was cool to see our friendship evolve from just being, you know, the, the two girls that played outside to, and, you know, like playing on in the grass and just being goofy girls and children. And then realizing now as adults, we're like kingdom friends where we're not only uh, talking and being goofy and silly with each other like old times, but now it's evolved to we're in the word together. We're battling for each other when when life happens and we're struggling. I know I've called, you know, I've sent a voice memo to you several times when I'm not literally, but you know, like on my knees praying and, and hurting. And I'm like, what do I do, Krista? Like I'm, I'm at the point of giving up. And you're like, whoa, whoa, like let's go back and really analyze. Like who's speaking? Is that the enemy? Is that God? Like, what is God saying? And here's what I know about you. And you, you really speak the truth. And so I don't know where I was going with that, but anyhow. no, that was, that was good. That was the, you know, the purpose is to have others join in on our conversations. Like, because I feel, or I know because I can see it. I see it yes. at my church. There are so many people hungry for more, more than mm -hmm. just those fundamental yeah. things that, you know, we're taught as Christians. They want to fully pursue God hard. And you do that with, you know, conversations. It's, yeah, you know, how do other people apply this in their lives? Because it's yeah, a lot no, of times it's not yeah. taught in the church. It's, hey, here are the, you know, the six things or here's uh, the death the burial, the resurrection of Christ. And it's like, all right, I want more than that. Yeah, I want a relationship. Yeah. And some of the biggest things, like I know when I started, so I'm married as well. Our, our husbands are, our husbands are, that's a weird combo. Our husbands are, or were best friends growing up and still are. But, um, so I know it, but anyway, so just backstory, they're best friends. Um, but 
and military. So they both joined the military as well together. Um, but I know for me, when my husband and I started having like marital issues early on, like trying to navigate how to be a blended family, because, oh yeah, I'm, I was a single mom myself. So from a single mom became a single mom as a teen. Um, and so when my husband and I got married, he had a three-year-old essentially, right? When he got married, it's like, okay, now I'm a dad all of a sudden. And so we were like newlyweds trying to figure out how to blend this little family. I'm still young. And how do we raise this little baby together who's three? Um, but anywho, uh, and so we started having some issues in marriage just from that, you know, from that challenge. And we weren't doing life with Christ. And I found uh, the mops group at church. And I didn't grow up with like wanting to be friends with girls. Like it was hard for me to have female friends. Like even us, we struggled with our friendship um, here and there. And so I was like, I don't know what to do, God. And I don't know how that even happened. But someone said, hey, you're staying at home with this baby. You should really get in a mops group. And I was like, what even is that? And I just took a risk. Like it's so out of my nature to like go and sit with women <laughs> and like be out of my house. Yeah. That's weird. But I went and sat and started doing life with these ladies. And we were all different. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is it. And I got to see and experience Christ through them. And then we moved because we're military as well. So we moved here to Abilene. And, you know, my daughter outgrew mops. And I was so scared because I was like, oh, man, I just lost this great resource. You know, but it, but that led me into a church here. Before my husband was even right with his faith. I was going to church on my own because life still was hard, mm -hmm. you know, and I want to do it without Christ in it. Um, but I really didn't know what I was doing. I was, I was immature in the faith, but I just knew I needed to be in church. And so that kind of showed me the importance of fellowship with Christians. But you're right, like, because I didn't see Christ a lot of the times through the normal sermons, but I did see it when I was doing life with other Christian people like fellowshipping. And I was like, okay, I get it now. And then I was hungry for it. Yeah, exactly. That's good. So I think that's what this is like, just fellowshipping together, right? And, and doing life together. For sure. So what does being salty mean to you, Megan? Ooh, salty. So uh, for me, I would, old Megan would say that it was about judging others and, um, and myself um, based on God's laws. But what about you? I think old Krista, or I know old Krista, excuse me, would literally say salty is like being bitter. Like if you ask me that. Yeah. Um, bitter towards probably my life circumstances or just something along those lines but yeah you know as we were digging into like what are we gonna name our podcast you know you start researching these things a little more in depth or I know I did mm -hmm. but what I like the most or the best definition if you will is preserving and enhancing basically if we're being salty or he calls us to be the salt of the earth we're preserving the earth and enhancing the experiences for the pe for the people around us so in group life yeah. right 
Yeah, and I think that's how the name came about, is which we played along or around with a lot of different names. But that's kind of how the the name came about. Was it's like, okay, so we're gonna do this and we're gonna walk with Christ. I want to be, I want to be a mature Christian. You know, like there's different. You know, you learn a lot in the Bible with how we're supposed to be and how not to be. But that was the big thing that stuck out. Was like, I want to be mature in my faith, so I want to be salty. I don't want to be lukewarm or sugar-coated like the world we live in. And so I think the best thing to do is probably to turn to Matthew 5.13. Um, and Krista, will you read from your Bible? And then I'm going to read from the Hebrew version, but not Ooh. in Hebrew because I can't speak Hebrew. I was about to say, <laughs> you don't know English grammar very well, but you can speak Hebrew. <laughs> no. So, yes, Matthew 5. 13 and i'm reading from the new king james version yeah matthew 5 13 you are the salt of the earth but if the salt loses its flavor how shall how shall it be seasoned it is then good for nothing but to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men yeah and so from the uh hebrew version or it's i think it's called not hebrew it's called let me look it's called the complete jewish bible um, five Matthew five thirteen. It says, "You are salt for the land, but if salt becomes tasteless, how can it be made salty?" I'm gonna re retry that again. I'm figuring out this microphone. Sorry. It says, "You are the salt for the land, but if salt becomes tasteless, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except being thrown out for people to trample on." So that for me was how do we maintain our saltiness um, and not lose that, not not become lukewarm, right? To where we're just we're just worthless essentially. Like we're not good for anything, so kind of deal. So when we we the salty is how do we stay uh, walking with Christ honestly and then fully. But, and I know, okay, so then we, we kind of chat about um, our faith. Where are we now? I've kind of shared kind of my journey. But Krista, tell me about your journey because it's a little different than mine. My journey. Well, I said earlier, you know, I, I grew up in church. You know, my mom and my dad have always been, you know, Christians and really kind of instilled that in us and my family growing up but I went away to college and I have struggled with this desire to be liked by other people and so inevitably you know in college I'm you know I moved away I played hockey growing up so I moved away to go to college and I just really let that desire to please man rule my decisions my you know I I did a lot of things that I'm not proud of yeah I think we all struggle with that though yeah and I just you know I I kind of kept I would say I kept God on the frontage road in yeah. Texas you've got the highway and then you've got the frontage road the side road mm -hmm. which other states right, but you're still driving yeah, yeah you're still in control which by the way yeah. other states don't have these frontage roads which that's so weird to me it is <laughs> Um, but you know, I'm, I kept him over there. You know, I always, when things yeah. would get bad, I would say, you know, Lord 
help me or, you know, what do I do? Or, you know, I would, I would come go to him only during those times. Yeah. And, you know, it was, it was last year where my marriage was, was not good. I was drinking every single day, a bottle of wine, not just a couple of glasses. I was, I was drinking all the time. And then it got to where I was hiding the drinking because that's what alcoholics do or just making excuses. It was, it was ruining my marriage. It was ruining my family. I was, I was missing, missing out on moments with my kids. You know, I was saying I'm drinking to numb, you know, the pain, but I learned last year that yeah, you're numbing those bad parts, but you're also numbing out those good parts and you're missing out on those. Mm-hmm. And so it was, you invited me to um, a women's retreat with your church and yeah. it was kind of on a whim. You know, I remember you. Yeah, were- I never thought you would, be, I would <laughs> never thought you would say yes. Cause again, we're like, you know, I'm in Texas, Krista's not. Yeah. So I'm like, there's no way, but I, you know, with, through our conversations, I was like, I feel like you need this. Mm-hmm. Right. And I kind of, it was one of those like leap of faith of God's just like invite her, just invite mm-hmm. her. Like what's the worst? And I remember saying like financially, I'm a teacher, husband's military. You know, we also don't make good choices financially. So money's, money's tight. Okay. <laughs> but, you know, I remember telling God, I had that conversation with, I feel like with God and I was like, listen, Lord, I'm going to put this out there. And if she agrees to come, I don't know how I'm going to do it. But I trust, I have faith in you. And so if she agrees, I'm going to pay for her way. Because I knew you'd have like flight costs. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't want it to be in a, a deterrent that she's got to you know, pay for flight, pay for the $300 or whatever it is for the retreat itself. And so I was like, if I could take some of that burden, then maybe she'll say yes. Maybe her husband will be in agreement, you know. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then, then, then when you said yes, I was like, oh, crap. <laughs> which excuse my language but I was like okay lord now we're doing this yeah I'm like Cameron uh we're gonna pay for my 300 and Krista's 300 and he's like wait what and I was like but the low would I made this agreement and then you're like yeah I'm good I already paid I was like oh, I know no. that's I was gonna say you were like you want to go to this and I I was like well what is it you know and you were talking about I even it registered for you do you remember yeah <laughs> I did all the registration yep and then I got all the emails and I think before we were even done talking, I was like, yeah, I'm coming. Yeah. I'm paid for it. We're good. I already bought the flights. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. And I was like, this is crazy. And the Lord provides. And the Lord provides. But, so, um, I, you know, I, we went to retreat and I, I didn't have like this grand moment where it was, you know, I had this revelation because again, you know, I, yeah. I grew up with it. So I've heard the stories, I've sung the songs you know, worship has always been a big part of, you know, my faith is I really connect when I'm worshiping and music and song. And so I didn't have a fallout. I didn't, you know, it wasn't anything like that, but I got home and my entire life changed. Like I just felt so reconnected to Holy Spirit. And, you know, that's what I just continued to pray is Lord, you know, let me know when you're talking to me for one. I prayed for discernment and I said, but you know, I want to change. You know, my marriage is failing and all these things are happening and it's 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 hard to describe and I can't do it on this one episode, but 
you know, yeah. my marriage is completely changed. Brandon and I have never been more in love, more in tune with what God wants us to do. And yeah. in turn, you know, my, my family life is better. You know, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm five months sober now and That's awesome. I, have, I have no desire to drink. I have no desire to do the things that I was doing. So that, that, and that's kind of where I'm at on this journey is I was, I feel like I was away for so long that I have these two periods of my life where I was a youth Christian and I heard, I was in Sunday school and I heard all the stories and whatnot, but now I've got Mm -hmm. this adult Christian life that I'm trying to navigate with, with a family, with a husband, kids, you know, friends and fellowship. Yeah. And And see, I think I'm still trying to figure it all out. But, you know, slowly kind of getting there as well. Mm-hmm. Same. I, Like I said, you will read stuff to me in stories and I'm like, what? I don't remember that. <laughs> yeah. I need to go look that up. That happens a lot. That happens a lot. So I talk a lot. And even at work, you know, being a teacher, I feel like it's a really hard time right now to be a teacher. Maybe it's always uh, yeah. hard to be a teacher. God bless y'all. But just, but just, you know, just like the stuff going on in the schools with the kids, with the parents, just education in general, the system is, it needs, it needs a renovation. Um, the system's not great right now, but it is what it is. And so I feel called to be there. I feel like it, that's like a servant position and that's where I feel called to be. But man, it's such a negative environment. Mm-hmm. And I'm guilty of it too, you know, and it's like I feed into that, just talking bad, being miserable, being frustrated, feeling like you're a failure every day because they're not getting it, but you're trying and you're putting your 150% in, still coming home frustrated, disappointed, and then you've got no time with your kids or your family. And then it's like, when you do have free time, you're trying to like come up with the next magical lesson to save them again you know and it's it's just it's repetitive but anywho um being in in there oh gosh and I forgot the thought again it's too early we record in in the mornings and so yeah my mind just kind of left again I don't know where I was going Crystal where was I going with that I don't even know <laughs> I love you so it's much twice. I'm so sorry guys there's a lot of grace there's gonna be grace for this podcast too it's gonna be a lot of grace in the mornings but no it's but I don't know but, oh okay sorry so just saying I'm still trying to figure things out and so I find myself talking to friends at work who like you have been in their faith forever and I have questions and I'm like hey I just read this in the bible what do you think about it and then they're like, that's not in the Bible. I'm like, uh, yeah, it is. And they're like, no, it's not. I'm like, uh, okay, it's right here. Let me show you. And they're like, oh, uh, well, I grew up Baptist. and I was never taught that. And, and that's like, the oh, problem. Well, right? It's right there, though. That's, <laughs> that's the problem. You make it. <laughs> like these, another reason I'm passionate about this is what churches and what doctrines are teaching. Like they're not, they're not fully teaching it or going any further than here's the here are the basic principles and they're all they're making it almost like you believe in Jesus you're saved and it's so much well, more yeah, than that I I've heard I've heard this this saying what's that word there's like a phrase there's a legit phrase where it's like you're salvation based like the church itself is just salvation based where everything ties into just saving the lost which is needed and that's so good but if every single service 
is focused or sermon is is focused on just saving the lost, saving the lost. Like if you're lost, raise your hand and we'll pray for you. You know, if you're lost, but it's like, there's a lot of Christians in there who are no longer lost, but they're lukewarm because it's not been extended. It's like now that I've been found and I'm walking with Christ, what's next? Mm -hmm. Well, what's next? How do I dive deeper into this and really truly walk out my faith rather than just going, yeah, I'm saved. One and done. Well, yeah, and you've you've talked about this before, about the the whole thing. Or when you were first saved, it kind of felt like a like ritualistic. And I think the church has made the whole transaction mechanical. Like here, you go well, yeah. say the sinner's prayer. Here you go. You're done. All right, you're saved. Woo. Yeah, and that and that's good. And there's there's power in that, and that's important. And also. I think we need to say real quick, that does not mean church is bad. <laughs> we don't think church is bad. Church is great. Mm-hmm. And it's so important to be in fellowship with others. And the church provides that, right? They they preach life groups and Bible studies, and that is so needed. Um, but I agree, like, if you're choosing not to go deeper in life groups and Bible studies, then you're going to miss that goodness that God has for you if you're just sitting on Sundays in the sermon. Mm-hmm. Because it is. A lot of churches are focused on, let's just save the lost and give you a little Bible quote from a coffee mug and talk through how that applies. And that's great for some, but then you're missing, you know, you're missing those Christians who are like, okay, now now how do I go deeper? You know, how does this become more than just Sunday mornings, one hour a week? You know, how do I walk this out or read in my Bible and actually get in deeper than just that, you know, surface level basic stories we know you know from childhood but but anyhow i don't want to give too much away because we have a series that we're going to start like that's kind of how we're going to walk through this we'll have different series um share some of our testimony as we do that um, and then just explore how do we be salty instead of sugar-coated like the world we live in we are going to yeah we're going to dig deeper as sean t from insanity says we're gonna do this. <laughs> that's not in the notes. What? <laughs> Lovely Shanti back in the day. He gets fired up. Yep. We're gonna dig deeper. Oh, man. What's that song that just reminded me of the Princess and the Frog? He's like, you gotta dig a little deeper. I don't know that. Find oh. out what you were. Okay, sorry. <laughs> wow. Oh. We yes, we're waking up. So, yeah, we'll I we'll talk in you know we'll have a plan like we have this, this these right. outlines and whatnot and we'll we'll try to try to stay on task. But I do think it's important that you know when the Holy Spirit moves us to talk about something, we do that. So we mm-hmm. may deviate, yeah. but you know it is what it is. Yeah. So I love it. The first kind of series we've both decided to dig into is the elementary principles of Christianity, which can be found in Hebrews 6, uh, 1 through 3. And so the book of Hebrews was written to essentially new Christians by what they, they think is Paul. They're not sure. And in short, he's basically saying to them, you guys have been Christians, but you don't know how to act like it. You know, you should be teaching this stuff to other people now, but you're just still you know, tr- they don't understand it still. 
So we're going to walk through those six principles, um, which are repentance, faith, baptism, laying on of hands, the resurrection, and eternal judgment. Um, if you Do you want us to read it? We'll read it in Hebrews 6. Yeah, let's go ahead and, yeah, let's just go ahead and read it real quick. So again, I'm reading from the New King James Version. Okay. And uh, Hebrews 6, 1 through 3 says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, and of faith toward God, of the doctrine of baptisms, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. And this we will do if God permits. This is a series that my pastor at my church here in Tennessee did, uh, I think at the end of last year. And it was something for me that I was like, wait, what? These things are listed out. <clears throat> These principles are, are in the Bible because I'm a very, I'm a practical person. I like checklists. And it's like, all right, tell me the things that I need to do. And, and checklists stress me out. Really? <laughs> like, don't. Don't confine me. <laughs> yep. And my pastor has this saying, and he says, true spiritual maturity is the consistent practice of elementary principles. So I was like, all right, cool. Mm -hmm. Give me give me the list. And I'm going to yeah. practice them, and I'm going to get spiritually mature. And I, there's a lot more that goes into it. But I, yeah. again, grew up in church and was like this is written in the bible like we have this guide this list and as i've you know become more spiritually mature mm -hmm. god's been able to reveal deeper truths to me that again as i was a youth i was like i, I didn't know i didn't understand but now i'm like wow this there's this whole new revelation to me yeah love it so that's that's the plan moving forward we'll start with repentance um and that will be our second episode and then we'll move through those different principles so i'm excited amen i think we'll we'll end it with a, a blessing it is in the book of numbers chapter 6 verse 24 through 26 but this is a verse that you know it's it's said throughout the church and whenever i was in college and needing something to hold on to when I would be in trouble and reach out this is where I always came so and it's it's been a foundation for me and it basically says may the Lord bless you and keep you may the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace all right well thank you guys again for tuning in um, we hope you will go along this journey with us as we navigate making a podcast and just walking out our faith honestly and vulnerably. So we're excited. And yeah, that's a wrap. We just did episode one. All right. See you next time. Bye.